this Christmas the fireside is blazing bright. We're caroling through the night, and this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Cofield and Cofield and Company. Rolling on, little Donny Hathaway coming in. One of the best Christmas songs ever. This is one of the best guests ever. This guy shows up, come hell or high water. Xavier Pope, just out of fighting about of COVID. Last week he was on while he was sick. Dude, so appreciate you being there for us every single week. How are you doing? I'm feeling great. Better than I felt since before I got sick. Some lingering stuff that I feel that, you know, I, I hear a lot about. It kind of trails off like a little foggy head. Um, a little bit of uh, the runny nose that comes and goes, a stuffy nose that comes and goes. Um, but um, but I have more, I have energy now. That's like the big thing. I have energy and I can think clearly, like I wasn't thinking clearly before. Yep. And I don't have those times where I was feeling, you know, thought I was getting better and then I got progressively worse. And then I thought I was getting better and then got progressively worse. So I, I don't have that up and down yo-yo feeling of COVID anymore. And a lot of people talk about the Omicron, which has been extremely aggressive, over 73% of cases now, as, a, as opposed to we can go 3% of the cases, um, and high, highly contagious, and it's, uh, maybe it's a milder version. Listen, folks, mild my ass. <laughs> this, this, I went through the ringer, so if anyone's talking about mild is better, it's like, do you want a mild ghost pepper? <laughs> it's still hot. <laughs> Xavier Pope, we're glad he's getting better. Had a bout with COVID. Um, not to be a jerk and you know, kind of pile on here, but uh, now from what I hear, uh, after a bout with COVID, it's kind of a wait and see because everyone has different effects, maybe no effects, long range. But I, I we were actually talking uh, to a friend of ours uh, the other night, and she was saying, uh, I don't know, probably six months, seven months removed. Um, she was having like a weird sense of taste and smell. Didn't know what it was, but she's like, I guess it's from COVID. Uh, so who, the, who who knows what happens down the road, which, you know what, let's jump right into it because there's a bunch of COVID-related stories uh, around the world of sports, and we're getting a lot of cancellations, and I think there's a there's a vibe from some people like, hey, if I'm asymptomatic, what does it matter? First of all, let's start with the NBA and the NHL. I mean, these two sports, and I think college basketball is going to be right with it, what do they do for the next six weeks? The NHL shut down for three days. The NBA is trying to do it, but they're you know just bringing in a lot of reserves and players who just haven't been in the league or have been in the minor leagues. This is going to be really interesting over the next six weeks or so. It's all about money. That's why the league started and they went in bubbles. Um, and that's why we also have rushed to get a pill and to get people back to work and get people back in offices. As a society, we've learned nothing. This is a global pandemic. A virus itself transforms and moves around and it doesn't care about our economy. It doesn't care about our politics. It's 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 a virus. And so we have to take that seriously. Um, NHL, because they have such a significant Canadian presence, is probably why the NHL is probably been the best out of the four professional sports leagues at handling COVID, um, having over 50 cancellations of games before they decided to shut it down. And just so much was going on. I, I was there. I was set to watch the, the, the Toronto Raptors versus the Chicago Bulls last night. That game um, was postponed. Uh, NHL also have a window. Now they're probably not going to participate in the Olympics that's coming on coming under a month um, that now they can use some of that time to backload those games 
Um, so they do have that leeway in terms of scheduling is concerned. Um, but we saw what in the college football playoff after Texas A&M, now they're going to be uh, now they're out of the game. Wake Forest is going to be playing uh, my alma mater for law school Rutgers. Um, that scared the CFP. They changed their protocols. A really strange scenario that if a team cannot suit up, then the team, the other team, um, wins. And because of forfeit, if both teams can't win, it's a no contest. And then the other semifinal becomes a de facto national championship game. That's the world we're living in right now. The NBA and NFL, in terms of texting, I mean, in terms of testing vaccinated players, I think it's foolish because. If you're asymptomatic, you still have to go back to your families and communities. You're not in a bubble. So you still can impact the the communities around you, people around you, fans, stadium workers, you name it. It's not a responsible way to run a league. We have to be able to focus not on money, but the fact we have a virus that is still impacting the world that we live in right now. So I guess that would be your message to Cole Beasley of the Bills, who says, and he's positive. Uh, he says, you know, the reason I'm not playing, it's the NFL's fault. I can play. Like, that's not what it's about. It's not just about you going out there and playing just because you feel okay. Yeah, I mean, you can't just go bump against other people with COVID <laughs> because you, it impacts other people. Uh, it, it's, it's, there is a legal standard that's called, um, you know, overwhelm, a, a compelling state interest. That is the reason why laws are being passed because your freedoms have an, has a limit to when everyone has to be protected then your rights take a back seat to everyone's rights being be, be able to protect it, lives being protected. Cole BC's been against this from the beginning. It's no surprise that this guy has COVID right now. And you have to stop being selfish, Cole Beasley, and recognize you live in a society and not in a bubble and not in a vacuum. And you are around a bunch of different players, a lot of people in your family that you have to be able to be mindful of instead of yourself. Everybody wants to get on the field. And the issue with it, though, Steve, is that we know that players mask injury all the time. This is old adage. Are you hurt or are you injured? When guys suit up to play, that was some of the big issues with you have with, with concussions and, and all the different issues that are associated with that. We had a guy kill people, and we find out he has CTE. And some of the worst that we've seen, like Aaron Hernandez, that guys, and he didn't even have a diagnosed concussion while he was playing. So we have an issue with guys not necessarily openly reporting their symptoms from being hurt. Why do you think they're going to openly say that, hey, I have a runny nose, I have a fever, when they want to go out and be like Michael Jordan against the Utah Jazz, but Michael Jordan didn't have a pandemic around him to be able to protect other people around him? You do have to admit, while ripping on players for doing that, that is the culture. I mean, you are taught when you play football that you have to fight through injuries. It's just the way it is. So, I mean, Beasley's a separate case because he's been very vocal from the wait, beginning. Wait, but Steve, let me stop you right yes. there, though. In teams, we learn. You put the team, the iron team, and all, there's no iron team. There, well, guess what? In, in terms of the pandemic, you have to recognize that you're a part of a team. Yeah. And the society is the team. So you have to do what's best for the team. And that's what Cole Beasley has to recognize. It's not about him. It's about the society at large. The, the other interesting one is... And I don't know if this is a work. I don't know if he's getting wrapped up in it. But what do you make of Aaron Rodgers' crusade? And you know, now essentially claiming he's being canceled, yet he's still making his forty million dollars. He's you know got more exposure than ever. Uh, you know, with his the, the radio appearance. How is he being canceled? Aaron Rodgers sweatshirt sponsored by State Farm because <laughs> every time I look up, I'm watching the NFL football game. Aaron Rodgers is is out there. 
Aaron Rodgers isn't being canceled. Aaron Rodgers turning heel in 2021 was not on my bingo card. <laughs> um, and also espousing information that's completely inaccurate, talking about what happened in India in terms of ivermectin and, and its use. The manufacturer of ivermectin, Merck, now has a drug that will just be approved by the FDA for COVID treatment. Um, so are you going to take that instead of ivermectin? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. So we have a society with the people that are loud, dumb, ignorant, and wrong are getting the most attention. Aaron Rodgers, you lied about your condition. You are, you are embarrassed by it. And then you attempted to double down to be a complete jerk about it. He's not a leader in the National Football League. If you can't be a leader in society, bro, and you messed up, turn around, do what's right, and right, that's right for your team, and do what's right for your, your city, your community, and your society. I do like that he is leaning hard, like really hard into the whole story of is he staying, is he going? And every week he drops a little hints where you're like, oh, he might be staying. Last week on the McAfee show, he mentioned that he actually does have some dialogue about personnel with management, the GM. You know, and that was a, that was really part of a big part of his complaint. Then the other day, he's talking about Brett Favre. And he's talking about essentially appreciating the moment you're in right now. And then, so then you flip back, you're like, oh, he's leaving. I don't care what Aaron Rodgers does. I don't. So you really you are so you are so turned off at this point I'm so by, by his shenanigans. By you can't even enjoy I'm not, it. I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch an Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers ugly suit uniform game. Um, I'm from Chicago. They kick the Bears' butts all the time. He does own the Chicago Bears. It's <laughs> uh, supposed to be privately owned, but last I checked, they're owned by uh, Discount Double Check. Uh, but. Aaron, I don't really care what he does. I don't really know what he does. That's a private decision. He has individual freedom to do whatever he was, wherever he wants to go, wherever he wants. We just want to be a responsible leader on and off the field. All right, let me throw this one at you. You're a Chicago guy. You follow the Bears. Um, I'll bring up an example from uh, my past as a sports fan. Uh, towards the end of his career, there was a chance that Pedro Martinez could come to the Red Sox. and uh, Check that. Go from the Red Sox to the Yankees. I'm a Yankees fan, and I was like, I can't do it. What if Aaron Rodgers was like, you know what? I want to go to the team I own, but that means Justin Fields is not going to play or is going to go elsewhere. You get four years from Aaron Rodgers as a Bears fan. You want it? Absolutely not. What? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. No, uh, Justin Fields, he needs to develop. Um, he, 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 showed, he showed a lot of flashes in that game. Unfortunately, the, the, the person that was running the offense in that game, well, uh, is Matt Nagy. And who's potentially on his way out of Chicago right now? Um, you want as when you're building a team, you want to focus on a on the guy that's the young guy getting better. You don't take him back out of starting lineup and yank him back and forth his career. It's to be damaging to what happens to his, his career. So you want to be able to give him the opportunity to start, to play, to win. Um, I, we, I think we saw that a little bit with um, the quarterback of Tennessee. Why am I losing his name for a second? Um, who's quarterback of Tennessee? Ryan Tannehill. Brian Tannehill, right? That happened to him, right? Where he wasn't given an opportunity to really be solid when he played for the Dolphins. He goes to Tennessee. Now he's a solid quarterback for that team. Get the guy the opportunity to start, to play, and to win. And so, no, Aaron Rodgers can go to some place like Carolina, who who who, who def- desperately needs him. Um, who a play in the New York Jets? Go to New York. You know, go where Brett Favre went. Go there, play. Uh, and so go someplace else. I don't. I don't. I don't really want him in in the city of Chicago. Not because I live in Chicago. Just because we have a, a young guy there that needs to develop, and he's showing some flashes of getting better. It's hard to bring in the enemy. 
uh, especially a controversial enemy who's been driving you nuts for years and years and years, and especially uh, lately with his uh, his cancel nonsense. Xavier Pope is with us, our attorney friend out of Chicago. It's the holidays. Actually, the, the holidays are here already, and you can hear uh, Xavier is airing grievances like he does pretty much, uh, I, th- I think, hourly. You have been super active on Twitter and super entertaining. Um, do you truly honor Festivus? It is one of our favorite holidays on Cofield & Company. Absolutely love Festivus, Steve. Seinfeld is my favorite show of all time. I watch reruns of Seinfeld every day. Um, I can quote episodes back and forth. Uh, I-, I love the show. So Festivus, I do. I, I have not grabbed a pull, um, and I have not wrestled <laughs> right. to end the holiday. But I will air my grievances when I posted something on Twitter just now, and I talked about some of the things I've aired. And some of my grievances are with sports. Um, having the responsibility of society and acting like a, a very contagious disease is just, you know, hey, it's something you get and you, you know, be okay. We still have people. I, I'm not. I, I'm my birth mom. Um, that I'm, I cannot see for Christmas because she's allergic to the vaccine. So she was only able to get one before she had a reaction and she's been sick. So now I have to be able to wait until I get boosted to make sure I'm at the optimum level to visit her. And so we have to be really careful that, OK, just because you're strong and you're healthy, you're bumping into bodies, that nothing's going to happen. But there's still people around you that you have to be careful for. That's yep. my grievance. Yep. And that's uh, it is affecting people. I have a, a younger brother who lives in Alabama and he was taking me through this whole you know, a role of people that he now can't hang out with on Christmas because uh, his wife was exposed, and it's a whole thing. So it's affecting everybody. Uh, and again, that's the you know when people say, "Hey, I'm healthy. What's the big deal?" Well, you know, it's the people around you you can affect. Xavier Pope is with us. Yeah, yesterday we did our Festivus show, so I don't know that any other show does this. Um, it takes some stones because we just open the phones and the callers can chime in and rip anything on the station, rip us. And uh, some of our guys got it pretty hard. You got a couple of calls. You got a couple of calls. Typical, though, you know, just said, hey, they, they don't like you. They turn off the radio, can't stand you. So that's a that's a badge of honor for you. You, you, are, you are officially part of Cofield & Company, Festivus. You're driving people nuts in Vegas. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm, I'm driving people nuts in Vegas. As long as you guys don't send me carrot cake, I am good. Oh. Keep it on. Bobby. Yes, All yes. Right. The, the ultimate insult. Say anything you want, but do not send this guy carrot cake. That's, that's pushing it over the edge. Um, you, I didn't realize how big you are into the uh, the Marvel universe. Like I watched the movies, and I think a lot of them blend together. But I've seen the a lot of discussion about the new Spider Man, and then I saw you mm-hmm. uh, debating, uh, you know, about uh, bad movies in that universe. Like there, there have been oh, yeah. some bad movies, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Thor two is the worst, um, and I think that's universally agreed that that's the worst MCU movie as well as. The first Hulk, when they kind of didn't figure out what they were going to do with it. Um, also, um, Ultron, Asia Ultron, the second Avengers movie was absolutely terrible. Um, I, I tried to rewatch it recently. It was just a really bad watch. A lot of people don't think Captain Marvel was good. I, I, I didn't necessarily think it was great either. Um, and, and Iron Man 3, 2 and 3, both both of them sucked. Um, so um, I think everybody universally agrees that that's the universe of not so great Marvel movies. And also that this um, just past Hawkeye franchise on uh, at, on Disney Plus, that wasn't so great either. I didn't like how they introduced the Kingpin character. I definitely am into Marvel MCU. I'm excited about the new Doctor Strange movie. If you watch What If, they definitely are playing with a cartoon. If you didn't, you, you people are like, oh, well, you know, just see the, the live action stuff. No, there's a ton of stuff that they're not drawing from 
to be able to use in a Doctor Strange uh, multiverse of madness. Definitely excited about that. Christmas is a big movie at the uh, Cofield household, in and out of it. We've already got tickets for something called Licorice Pizza. I have no idea if it's good. I may hate it. I may cry. I don't know. It's very unpredictable. <laughs> licorice yep. pizza? Yep. Like black licorice? I... I don't. I don't know. So disgusting. I don't. It's, I think it's just the name of. I don't know what it means. I don't know, man. I'm gonna roll the dice. I, I already. I will say, and I think the some of the audience saw it up on Instagram. I actually, uh, my girlfriend treated me to something really cool. I love the movie. It's a Wonderful Life. Like, love it. For me, it's a yearly. Re- it, I, I freaking love it. And we <laughs> there was a deal in downtown Las Vegas. We went to the top of a parking garage. Uh, you're sitting there on like beanbag chairs. It was 40 degrees. We had a blanket and sat there for two hours and watched a movie. I thought it was awesome. So I am completely in the, the Christmas spirit. I hope you are. My birthday is the day after Christmas, Steve. So I'm Ooh. always in the Christmas spirit. I'm, I'm the Christmas spirit guy. Yeah. So um, I, my birthday is, is already celebrated. Then my favorite Christmas movie actually is Trading Places. Dan Aykroyd, oh, Eddie yeah. Murphy. Hilarious film a lot of people forget about it being a christmas movie but it's a christmas movie it happens during christmas time yep. there's also a new year's movie merry new year is the classic <laughs> line and meme that's used um and it's a, yep. it actually has the classic elements of a, a christmas movie a redemptive story about two guys that really weren't so great dan accurate Eddie murphy come together to take it down some really worse bad guys in the film um and it's a holiday party in it uh and dan accurate in, in the santa costume come on great film best Christmas movie of all time, but It's a Wonderful Life is a beautiful story and it never leaves me with a dry eye every time I see it. I love that. All those, that run that Eddie had in the early 80s, mid 80s, he was just like bam, 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 48 hours, another 48 hours, Beverly Hills Cop, one, two, three, I mean, Golden Child, I mean, Coming to America, and as well as uh, as Trading Places, like bam, 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 there's few actors in the history of cinema have had that many consecutive amazing movies and definitely no comedic actor had that many hilarious movies back to back that everyone like can quote line for line for line xavier we appreciate it i really meant what i was saying at the beginning uh, the fact that you're here every week and you you know you did it last week when you were really sick with covid happy holidays happy birthday we'll talk to you soon thanks bro love you man hey happy holidays to y'all espn and all those in the vegas be safe y'all our buddy Xavier Pope, follow him up on Twitter at Xavier Pope. He does suit up news, two minute and 20 second commentary every single week. And you want to check his account all the time because he's doing Twitter spaces as a regular deal on Thursdays and then popping up on other days for important discussions on Twitter that you can get involved with. All right, time for a giveaway and for you to get involved with the best after party in Las Vegas following the pro football games. At the Al, Crazy Horse 3 Gentlemen's Club is a spot caller 6 and 7. VIP treatment, 364-1100, 364-1100. Ari's going to hook you up with a table. You get free entry for you and a bunch of your friends, and you get a bucket. If you don't win the VIP prize, you show up after the Broncos game with a ticket. You're in for free. Crazy Horse 3 Gentlemen's Club, the closest place to party after the football game, right there across the street from the stadium. Dozens of beautiful women. Awesome kitchen, so you can grab some food after the game. Happy hour drink specials. And you can watch the Sunday Night Football game as well. 364-1100 VIP hookup from Ari. Caller 6 and 7. Best after party in all of Las Vegas with Fox Sports Radio. Greg Salerno will be on the scene. It's Crazy Horse 3 Gentlemen's Club this Sunday starting at 4 o'clock. 
daily happy hour starts at three with beers, well drinks, and margaritas, just two seventy-seven. That's a good one. Some of my favorite holiday songs today. Candy, we'll get to yours uh, next year. Uh, Adam Candy, Cofield. I got to follow up, Candy, on part of the conversation with Xavier where we were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Is this all a work? What What is going on here with Aaron Rodgers and, and McAfee in this weekly appearance? I don't think it's a work, Cofield. I think this is the real thing. Uh, So he goes on McAfee this past week, and you know what you're in for right from the beginning because he's wearing the hoodie with the words cancel culture with the line through it. Oh, you're so clever. So now we get into talking about COVID again, and um, I'm stealing this, but I love it. Our friend Throw Rogan uh, starts talking about how we don't believe that... uh, the real treatments have been discussed. The real health crisis in America has been discussed. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, it started to take a little bit of crap from Pat McAfee. And then uh, I believe he felt like it was time to fight back. Sound like you love it, dude. It's great. You've been playing great <laughs> since Dr. Joe Rogan has really done his thing. You're on an absolute run right now of greatness. Well, yeah. And let me, let me just, right. let me this yep. is I think, the the one frustration uh, that that I that I have in all of this is that is that throughout this entire time there hasn't been real conversation around health. Yeah. Okay. No one's been talking about health as more than three quarters of a million people have died. No one's been talking about health. Got it, Aaron. Got it. Thanks for filling us in. I just love the fact. That a man who throws footballs for a living has decided he's smarter than all of us. What's your qualification otherwise, Dr. Rogers? What else are you trying to let us in on that somehow you and the other infectious disease experts out there have discovered that we didn't know about? Please tell me more. But the other thing that hasn't been talked about is treatments. Right? So I don't I just don't believe, and obviously I, I you know, talked to a lot of friends who had COVID including Joe and, you know, figured out a protocol that I had ready in case I, in case I got COVID that basically took my symptoms from what they were to non-existence in 36 hours. I came on and did your show on that Friday, right? And I got tested positive on Wednesday. See, when I hear him, Candy, delivered like that, that's when I think it's a work because unless you're incredibly shuttered or shut in, when you say stuff like, no one's talking about this. People aren't talking about that. Where have you been? These have all been discussed for months and months and months. What is he talking about? Where do celebrities live? They live inside a bubble. They've always lived inside a bubble. And the higher you go, the stronger that bubble gets. And so Aaron Rodgers has lived inside Starlet Lane for the longest time, whether it's with Olivia Munn or Danica Patrick or now with Shailene Woodley off in the the forest in Hawaii. So it's not 
this that he's inside a bubble. It's that inside the bubble, they're producing their own horse paste remedies. But I don't understand why society in the NFL hasn't talked about legitimate treatment options. Um, and monoclonal antibodies, I believe, is one of them. It's not some, you know, ivermectin obviously has, uh, you know, negative attachments with it. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, controversial. Uh, CNN labeled it horse dewormer, you know. But it's being used in Japan and India and other places. Not true. Now, let's go back to the part about how monoclonal antibodies not have true. not been discussed. Let's just not gloss that one over. Because the first time we heard about the monoclonal antibodies was when Donald Trump was still the president. And he received the monoclonal antibody treatment when he was in the hospital when he got sick with COVID. So you want to talk about a guy who hasn't heard anything. How has he not heard the stuff that all the rest of us have heard? Aaron Rodgers is still out there peddling this crap on Pat McAfee's show that I didn't even give you the cuts that have some of the other straight-up lies and conspiracy theories and your uncle from Facebook crap that he's out here talking about. But I just had to talk a little bit more about the fact that Aaron Rodgers knows more than all of us. At the William Hill Race and Sportsbook, sign up for the mobile betting app and get $50 added to your account. He's Mr. Green Christmas, he's Mr. Sun, he's Mr. Heat Blister, he's Mr. 101. They call me Heat Miser, whatever I touch, starts to melt in my clutch. He's too much. Thank you. Now, back to Cofield and Company. I watched Disney's Christmas Carol last night. I like the story. That one's condensed into 26 minutes, so I'm definitely going to watch some of the older ones that push 90 minutes, an hour and 45 minutes. I have not gotten to... There is a Miser's uh, Miser Brothers Christmas that I've never seen. Because you remember, if I'm correct, we were intro to the uh, Heat Miser and the Cold Miser... Brothers, of course, always at odds in the year without a Santa Claus. I think, I think that was the correct one. Candy, am I spitting knowledge here, or is that inaccurate? Do I sound like Aaron Rodgers when it comes to Christmas? I feel like maybe you're speaking a secret code to people of a certain <laughs> age that uh, Ari and I are just not going to be anywhere near understanding. So you do you, Cofield. Slice those meats and talk those movies. I'll just be here when you're done. Ari? Are you serious right now? What do you mean? You had, you had like 42 seconds to do the research. Yes, it is a year without a Santa Claus. Uh, well, I heard Miser, and so I was just like, all right, this works. Come on, it's one of the very many beautiful music ditties that were in that classic holiday special. So I know Candy's going to watch it tonight. Come on, Candy. Ditties. Yes. Ditties. You're going to watch Drumline tonight, Steve? Uh, You know... From six weeks ago? I, I am going to try to watch it soon because we do have a little extra time off coming up. Thank you, Lotus Broadcasting. Um, God, I heard someone. I cannot. I'm, I'm around so many people in so many conversations. Someone was raving about it the other day. Oh, you know where it was? I was actually at the Learfield Holiday Party. They're the rights holder for UNLV Sports. And uh, Caleb Herring and some of the folks there were discussing Drumline. So I was like, ooh, okay, there's Drumline again. So I was told... Weeks ago to watch it, I will watch it 
And the reason I was told to watch it was why, Ari? Oh, because you love drums. I love drums. Yeah, that's and your favorite. Adam instrument. Hill has called me out and said I'm lying. I don't like drums. I don't like marching bands. So now I have to prove it by watching Drumline. I think that's false. I don't. Which I know part? you like. You no, sent not, me it's stuff. It's not a bit. It's not a work. No, I'm saying I know you like marching bands. That's yes. fact. Oh, you, Candy, you should have seen last night at the Thomas and Mac, the Las Vegas Academy of Arts brought over their choir. I was out of my mind courtside taking videos. Um, I know it's not right during the national anthem to be rolling video, but their version of the national anthem was so good. I was like, I have to record this. I have to post it. I love choirs. And marching bands. And ditties. And and misers. Yes. It's really a revelatory segment here on Cofield and Company. I'm sure everyone who's out doing their Christmas shopping, driving in their cars, is taking notes furiously right now. Texting while driving. Don't do it. Even if you need to know exactly what Steve Cofield is big on this Christmas season. I am big on great NIL deals for the kids. How about that? Woo, smooth operator on that transition. <laughs> uh, you know, the Lady Rebels are going to be taking on uh, Fresno State. In just a few days, Fresno State is known for pretty good women's basketball team. Also, two of their bigger stars in college hoops tied to NIL deal after NIL deal, the Cavender Twins. Yeah, the Cavender Twins have a lot going for them right now. Not only are they both fantastic basketball players, uh, but they have been at the forefront of NIL deals. And you know what? Good for them. Good for all of the athletes taking advantage of this. But yes, the Cavender Twins have certainly been able to go where the Gonzalez Twins, if you remember them from UNLV, should have been able to go. Uh, Dylan and Dakota Gonzalez, who played for the Lady Rebels back when I was the play-by-play guy for the uh, for the UNLV team. I spent uh, all of their years around UNLV with the Twins. And you know what? They got a bad deal because they had... The opportunity to go out there and make money from modeling and make money from music and make money from all sorts of different avenues that had nothing to do with athletics, but it was before the NIL era. And they had a year of eligibility left and they had to make a choice. Did they want to go make money or did they, after they had graduated, want to use their last year of eligibility? And I'll go back to uh, what Dylan said at the time. We worked our blank off. To get where we are, but because of the NCAA and the ancient set of rules that is yet to evolve with the rest of time, our hand has been forced to make the tough choice to go on and build a foundation to pursue our musical careers outside of basketball. And you know what happened? Within a couple of months, they were on a Super Bowl commercial for eBay. So you know what? They took advantage of the opportunity, but the fact that they were denied the chance to play that last season of basketball at UNLV, they're right ancient set of rules that the NCAA had its hand forced on, they would have made bank here at UNLV. They would have made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I am not making those numbers up. Time for a giveaway. Caller 11. Let's dip into the Press Box prize closet, the Press Box football fan prize pack. Two tickets to the Las Vegas Bowl next Thursday at the Owl. Two tickets to see the movie National Champions that is courtesy of AMC Theaters. LVBowl.com is where you can get your Las Vegas Bowl tickets right now. Tickets to the game and two movie tickets. Caller 11364-1100. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. The sun is shining and the grass is green. 
the orange and palm trees sway there's never been such a day in Beverly Hills LA but it's December the 24th and I'm longing to be up north Cofield and Company. Ah, Neil. Nothing says Christmas like Neil Diamond. Adam Candy, Cofield, Ari. Miles Simmons is with us. Miles, do you wish you were back in Cleveland and not in Beverly Hills right now? Uh, well, you know what? It, it feels more like Cleveland than it usually does because it's been like <laughs> in the mid-50s and raining oh, all day it's here cold. today. It's, it's chilly. I know. It's, it's freezing. <laughs> I had to close my windows and everything. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. Um, I don't. I don't know Florio like you do. You work with him. Um, yes. Is he a jovial Christmas type? Was there some sort of conversation about classic Christmas movies, Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, Joe Burrow, something? Uh, yeah. So well, we were talking I about no uh, Burrow yesterday uh, to open the show, and then he said that. Uh, uh, that you know, Joe Burrow looks like the manifestation of what you would project Macaulay Culkin to look like when he was in Home Alone, instead of what Macaulay Culkin looks like now. Yeah. Which I mean, that, that's that. Yeah, that's where that came from. It's Christmassy. So. It's Christmassy saying, yeah, a little Macaulay bit. Culkin looks like hell. That's good. Right. Yes. That's sort of the <laughs> unspoken part of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the NFL looks like hell. I mean, come on. Uh, we got three hundred positives now over the last couple weeks. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know if they know what to do. Uh, we talked about integrity last week, moving games. I mean, this is – it is impossible to keep track of who's coming off, who's going on. I mean, there was several you know, shocking deals today, including the Saints, who uh, – Ian Book? What? Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, and that's the thing. You know, you've got now a couple teams, again, that are getting upwards of 20 players on uh, the COVID list. And when that happens, like, that's what happened – with the games last week, with the Rams, with Washington, and with the Browns, where it's like, dude, you, you just don't have enough players, right? So in order to get enough, then you move the game. And I, that may have to happen with the Texans. And it's something that you don't necessarily want to see. I mean, if you're talking about the, the Saints, too, you know, they also are in a situation where they, they barely have any quarterbacks. They just put nine players on the list today. The Chiefs at least sort of it seemed to stem their outbreak because they had a few guys go on uh, the COVID list Monday, Tuesday, now two straight days with nobody going on that list. And when, with the updated protocols, one of the things with the Chiefs, Tredavious uh, Ward was able to come back off the COVID list after just three days. So presumably he tested positive Monday, but that viral load or whatever they're doing now was so low when he tested again that he's now able to get back into the building really quickly. So I guess that's one way where you're seeing the new protocols that went into effect um, over the weekend start to have a more positive impact where guys can get back sooner. But yeah, like it's, I mean, just like it is in society, man, it, it's exploding everywhere. And it's, you just want to be able to get through the season and get to the postseason without having to postpone any more games. But hell, I, I think we might see it. That's a reasonable question, Miles, is do we postpone games? Because last year when the Broncos were made to play with Kendall Hinton at quarterback, it was because they had 
thumbed their nose at the rules with the contact tracers, and obviously that's how they ended up with our whole quarterback room out. Nobody can avoid this now. It, it really feels right. like it doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated, whether you're not, more people are getting infected. Uh, does the NFL take that attitude toward this? Because right now it feels like they're still kind of operating with the idea of like, come on, come on, come on, let's just get the games in. Well, I think part of it too is, <coughs> excuse me, if you're going to have games that have um, playoff implications versus non-playoff implications, right? So this game between the Jets and the Jaguars, the Jets are another one of these teams that have a whole bunch of positives, I think somewhere in the range of 15 to 20. I'm sorry, I don't have the number right in front of me. So if that's going to be the case and the Jets aren't going to have enough players, then is that a situation where you move the game or do you cancel the game? Right? And the problem with canceling the game, and this is what the NFLPA is going to argue, is that, well, if you cancel this thing, then nobody's getting paid. And nobody wants to not get paid for a game. Right? So, But that's, the, that's what they agreed to, the NFLPA and the NFL agreed to before the 2020 season, and those things were all extended into 2021. So I think that there's a bigger possibility of a game like that getting canceled than say like Houston and the Chargers, which is also scheduled for this week because the Chargers are in the thick of the AFC playoff race. So they need to play that game. But Jets and Jaguars, you're basically kind of playing for draft position. And at that point, you can just go with winning percentage. True. Uh, the, I'm sure the teams that have played against Jacksonville and, and the Jets are probably very interested in what happens to uh, the strength of schedule stuff if we were able to come down to that. But I understand exactly right. what you're saying. There are games that are way more important than others. We have one of those going on in Las Vegas this weekend with the Raiders and the Broncos, even though I'm not sure either of these teams really is going anywhere. At least one of them gets to prolong the hope here for a bit longer. Uh, how do you size up the Raiders and the Broncos? Well, I'm, I'm curious to see if uh, Drew Locke is going to come out and play like he did two years ago at the end of the season when he's, you know, make, throwing, making good plays and rapping Jeezy on the sideline there in Denver and like he goes viral for that. I mean, that was a game where, you know, I, I kind of thought that Drew Locke had some traits and that he had shown that he has the ability to develop into a starting quarterback. It hasn't really gone that way over the last couple of years. I mean, I think Teddy Bridgewater actually has done kind of a hell of a job um, with the Broncos offense, and you just hope that he's going to be okay going forward um, based off of that scary injury that he suffered last week. But, look, I don't really expect the Raiders to win this one. I mean, I probably, like, I don't know, man. Like, you're coming off the emotion of winning on Monday, and you're on the short week and everything, but the, the Raiders, like, they keep – they, they've kept themselves in it. And this is the same thing that's happened over the last couple of years. They've kept themselves in it by winning certain games and then they go out the next week and then they just Lulu all over themselves. And so like, I kind of expect that that's the kind of game we're going to see. They have a lot of trouble winning at home too, for whatever reason. Like, you know, they call that thing the Death Star. And yeah, it's been that because if you watch Star Wars, well, the Death Star blows up, right? So I don't really know what it is that like keeps them so inconsistent. But playing at home, coming off that emotional lift, I, I, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this one out. Miles Simmons from Pro Football Talk joining us and giving me 
two choices as to which way I want to go here. Do I want to go with the Raiders luluing all over themselves, or do I want to go with a request that maybe we change Shake Life to Pick Life for Drew Locke and maybe get like a little dub video of him going with the interceptions, four of them last time he played here in Las Vegas against the Raiders. Uh, we talked to Ryan Harris from Denver about the Broncos quarterback situation. What do you think changes from Teddy Bridgewater to Drew Locke? Because it doesn't feel like that much of a difference for Denver. Well, I think they probably trust Drew Locke a little bit less. Like if it's third and, you know, medium to long, you're not going to necessarily call the same exact things as you would for Teddy Bridgewater. Although it's not like Pat Shermer is, you know, going bombs away with Bridgewater either. Um, I think that Drew Locke is a little... He's going to take more risks. So if there are things in the play design that have guys going on deeper routes, you know, he's still got guys like Judy and Fant and, you know, all those guys up there, Cortland Sutton. Like, there are good receivers there. So I think that Locke is going to take a little bit more of a risk than you might see with Teddy Bridgewater because Bridgewater will check it down. He will get you the safe throw. I mean, if it's third and seven and the route's, you know, five yards, then sometimes he's just going to throw that route because it's going to be complete, and there's a chance that the guy might make a play and shake him off and be able to cross um, the, the first down marker. But I, I think Drew Locke is going to he's, – he's going to put the ball in harm's way a little bit more, and that's part of why he lost that quarterback competition in the first place to Teddy Bridgewater. But, you know, as Bruce Arians likes to say, no risk it, no biscuits. So I guess we'll see what that means against uh, the Raiders' defense. Drew Locke has both given and taken a lot of biscuits like that. That is sort of indisputable <laughs> with what he's done for the Broncos. All right, Miles, on the other side of this thing with the Raiders, here they sit, like you said, having just barely kept their hopes alive with a performance that, frankly, had the Browns been able to get one more third down conversion, wouldn't have mattered anyway. They would have lost to a third string quarterback in Nick Mullins. But here we are again with this team right in the middle in no man's land. If you're a Raiders fan, you got the Colts and the Chargers coming up after this. Do you want to keep winning? Should you want to keep winning? Should you be looking forward to the draft and saying, you know what, I'd rather have five or six or seven places in the draft better than to watch this team limp around and get blasted and be stuck in no man's land in the middle again? Well, okay, here's the other part of this. Like, If they keep winning, say they, they went out, you know, they go 10 and 7 and they sneak into the seventh spot, um, or whatever it happens to be, it, one of these wild card spots in the AFC, and then they go and then they get blasted in the playoffs. Is that better? Like, because are you at that point then saying, well, you know, do we keep around Rispasachi and this coaching staff? Do we keep Mike Mayock? Or if you go out and maybe you lose one or two of these games, then it's like, okay, yeah, thank you all for your service. But, you know, it's time to move on and it's time to really rebuild this thing and not necessarily rebuild it. But I, I think I mean from like a football person standpoint, right? You you've had to get rid of your one football czar, let's call it in John Gruden, right? Like he was running the football operation. So how do you determine what's better for the franchise moving forward? In my opinion, I think you want to get out of this no man's land, right? I don't think you want to be near 500 every year, especially in the division that you're in. You have to find a way to be competitive. And I think that going elsewhere 
um, from that front office and coaching standpoint might be the best option, right? Because then you're at least giving yourself a higher ceiling than what you feel like you have right now. So I think it's it's almost less about the draft. And it, to me, it's more about like, what is the shape of this football organization going to look like going forward? And you need some bigger changes, I think, in order to get out of the rut of, you know, seven and nine, eight and eight, and whatever it's going to be this year, eight and nine, nine and eight, 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 you know, whatever it's going to be, seven and 10, perhaps. Miles, have a good holiday. We appreciate it. Thanks for being flexible, too, man. We moved you all over the place. Thank you so much. It's no problem. Happy holidays, everybody. There you go. Miles Simmons, happy holidays. All right. Four o'clock hours on the way. We just had the uh, the GM walking by from Silver Sevens. We're thrilled that we're out here for the entire year. They uh, backed us big time in 2021. 77 cent beers coming up with the kickoff of the TNF game, Titans and the Niners. And I'll tell you, on Miles' plan, the teardown plan, I think that's what he was getting at, the teardown plan for the Raiders, I don't like it. Daily happy hour starts at 3 with beers, well drinks, and margaritas, just two seventy-seven.